good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Radio Max, Takradi, Volta Premier Ho, KTU Radio, Kofodia, and Ganga FM, Jirapa. We're also live on Twitter Spaces, Facebook live stream, and myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Jura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank, where Jura Plus goes, water flows. Coming up this afternoon, you could spend five years in jail should you accuse someone of witchcraft. The highest punishment is five years, uh, or you pay, I think, up to two uh, 2,500 penalty units, or you could have both of them. You cannot accuse somebody of witchcraft. More as MPs and the Christian Council applaud the passage of an anti-witchcraft bill waiting to be assented into law by the president. You are a pastor and you go accusing people's mothers and grandmothers as witchcraft. I think the law should deal with you. This is a major step for Ghana regarding protection of vulnerable groups such as elderly women who are the ones mostly accused of witchcraft. Ahead of the mid-year budget presentation on Monday, renowned economist Ishmael Yamsin says government has yet to demonstrate commitment to expenditure cuts in the midst of a distressed economy. We have placed emphasis on raising revenue. I haven't heard, and particularly from government, what exactly they are going to do to cut expenditure from which areas and by how much. Meanwhile, the finance minister is meeting members of parliament ahead of the presentation. We'll bring you the very latest. Also, Trades Minister Katie Hammond risks prison term as High Court hands him up until August 31 to justify comments he made concerning the outcome of the James Judge Equation trial. Well, Katie Hammond will always be a target. You do know that. Good afternoon. Actually, good morning. We have sports. 22 days from the World Athletics Championships and the Sports Ministry says they are doing everything to make Ghana competitive. But what exactly? We will find out. And we ask, will you be shooting yourself in the foot if you do house chores and sleep over at your boyfriend's house? Yeah, and then actress Kafui Danko stares controversy. Cooking. Are you okay? Unless cooking won't come at all. Okay. Cooking will come when we are married. I said don't even go, but if you have to go for any reason, come back. But what does the public think about the actress's view? At least for your own good, just do this little, little thing for him. When you come to Africa, you want to do this feminine thing. It doesn't work. If you come in for the audition, don't think you are in for a solo game. Well, we have details of that later in the bulletin. I am Amisi Nyamiche Thompson. Thanks for joining us. Now the details. Accusing someone of witchcraft could land you in jail for five years. That's the punishment contained in the amended Criminal Offences Act. Parliament passed the bill to criminalize the accusation, naming or labeling of another person as a witch on Thursday. The amendment also prohibits the practice by any person as a witch doctor or witch finder. This comes as victory for persons like 90-year-old Equiadente, who was lynched in the Savannah region in 2020 after she was accused of witchcraft. A few such incidents have since occurred, prompting the bill. A parliamentary correspondent, Kwekwa Santi, joins us on the line with more. Kwekwa, well, what are some of the highlights of the bill? 
So, Mamesi, a major aspect of the bill is the prohibition of persons practicing as witch doctors or witch finders. These are the persons who will go about pronouncing on persons as witches, for which reason they purport to ex- exercise them of this witchcraft and take them through very inhumane um, conditions. It also prescribes totally the accusation of witchcraft and prescribes sanctions for offenders. And uh, if you look at the bill, uh, the person who presides over any event to prescribe or to accuse someone of being a witch will suffer imprisonment for not less than five years. And in fact, any community leader, like you saw in Savannah region, who organizes people, brings someone out and accuse them of witchcraft, beat that person up, could also go in jail for five years. And this law is also making room for compensation for these victims. And so all such victims will, will get com- com- compensation and they will also get counseling. And under Clause 316G of this, it provides for reintegration and the Minister for General Children and Social Protection will have to take steps to reintegrate these persons back into society. And so we are going to look forward for Gambaga Witch Camp, for instance, to be disbanded so that the inmates there will now be reintegrated back into society. These are some of the major highlights of the bill. Thank you very much, Kweku, our parliamentary correspondent. But you will stay with us because we're coming back to parliament. Meanwhile, a lead sponsor of the bill, an MP for Madina, Francis Aviesos, who says his his, he's paved the way to disbanding witch camps and the reintegration of labeled persons back into their communities. Uh, the law does not relate only to traditional uh, community leaders. The community leaders cover whether you are uh, any form of leader. You could be a chief, you could be a religious leader, you could be uh, any, any form of leadership at all that you hold. Once you supervise or you are seen as actually participating in labeling another person, as a witch, especially for the purpose of being harmed, as we have seen most of the time, you are going to be uh, uh, you are going to be infringing this law. By the passing of this law, also it means that all witch camps uh, stand uh, proscribed. In other words, they are all illegal. All camps that may be called witch camps no more is lawful in, in Ghana, and uh, the law also requires that. Within a period, the Minister for Gender, Children, and Social Protection will take steps to reintegrate people who are being held in various camps. The highest punishment is five years, uh, or you pay, I think, up to two uh, two thousand five hundred penalty units, or you could have both of them. MP for Wa East, Godfred Seydu Jassau, has also been commenting on the passage of the bill. Up north, I think that this um, there is a cultural relationship, etc., about witchcraft and so on. And let me be clear that we are not prescribing witchcraft per se. We are not saying people shouldn't exercise their cultural, their religious, their spiritual beliefs. No. What we are saying is that you cannot accuse somebody of witchcraft. If you do, that's criminal. And so the law will take its course. If you are using your wizardry or your witchcraft for positive development, etc., go ahead and do it. But as soon as you begin to accuse somebody that based on your black magic, based on your charms, based on your killing of a fowl, etc., Mr. Y or Mrs. Y is labeled a witch, then you are accusing Mrs. Y of witchcraft. And well, let's get more on this conversation. We're joined on the line by Country Director for Amnesty International, Genevieve Partington. Well, Genevieve, two wins this week. First, the death penalty has been scrapped, and now the passage of the anti-witchcraft bill. How significant is this to Ghana's fight for human rights, in your opinion? 
Hi, thank you for having me on your show. Yes, this is an amazing win for Ghana and for human rights. Um, the witchcraft bill was um, initially put into parliament because of a Dentes case that happened in, 20, uh, in uh, 2020. And in fact, um, this it was spearheaded by Honorable Francis Xavier Sosu and other members of parliament. So this is a great win for Ghana, and I'm so proud of parliament for being able to vote and pass three bills within a week and this this is something that we need to celebrate as a country well do you think the passage of the bill is enough to stop people from perpetrating the crime of accusing others of witchcraft even to the extent of causing harm or death as you just mentioned in the case of Equiadente? so again as as we all know witchcraft belief is widespread across across our continent but you'd be surprised to know that it's only in Ghana that we have witch camps. Now, initially, these were, were seen as safe havens for the accused persons, but it's also a disadvantage as it cuts them off from society and brings um, things like physical harm, stigmatization, and banishment for them. So I believe that um, this is the way forward for Ghana as the bill focuses on criminalizing um, human rights abuses towards persons accused of witchcraft. Um, you know, now offenders will be san- sanctioned. And it's not just any offender. It, it can mean that you are directly or indirectly facilitating, um, you know, a witchcraft accusation that leads to human rights violations. So this is very good. Other factors of the bill that haven't been spoken about are things like compensation and counseling of victims of witchcraft accusation. That's a key highlight of the bill. And then, of course, looking at reintegration of the victims should they want to be reintegrated within their communities. Right. And before you go, can you please highlight on this compensation you're talking about? Really, what will these persons be getting? So in terms of compensation... Um, They are looking at the perpetrators compensating the victims, whether it's through, um, you know, finances or them paying the fees for um, the the law going through court. So the perpetrator would be obliged to pay these fees. Paying fees for counseling as well will be put on the perpetrator. So these are some of the things the bill looks at. Right. Thank you very much, Country Director for Amnesty International, Genevieve Partington there. Now, the bill's passage has also won the applause of the Christian Council, which is strongly advocating that pastors found culpable should face the law. Reverend Cyril Fiosi is General Secretary. I completely support the passage of the bill into law, criminalizing witchcraft accusations. And so if you are a pastor and you go accusing people, mothers and grandmothers as witchcraft, I think the law should deal with you. I don't, I don't think you have to accuse someone of being a witchcraft if, if you want to help the person. If you want to deliver the person, you go ahead and pray and uh, deal with the spirit that you think is possessing the person. If you rebuke the spirit of witchcraft in the person, you're not saying the person is a witch. There are two different things. But going around telling people that this particular person is a witch, your mother is a witch, your grandmother is a witch, that is the problem. And I think the, the bill is trying to curb that problem. 
And that's Reverend Cyril Fiosi, General Secretary of the Christian Council. Let's head back to Parliament. Now, renowned economist Dr. Ishmael Yamsin says government has yet to demonstrate commitment to expenditure cuts despite the distressed state of the economy. The Finance Minister will on Monday present the mid-year budget statement expected to be heavy on meeting the conditions set by the IMF following the $3 billion credit it extended to Ghana. Dr. Yamsin said government's attitude to expenditure before and after the IMF deal has not changed. He spoke to George Riafi. We have placed emphasis on raising revenue. I haven't heard emphatically from government what exactly they are going to do to cut expenditure, mm -hmm. from which areas and by how much. Mm -hmm. We know that our problem has been that all over these years we have spent more than we have raised by way of revenue. The GRA revenue figure will show you that they have been growing around 17% over the last five years per annum. Mm. So if we are still in a crisis, then it means that the bigger issue is the expenditure that government mm. undertakes. Because if you look at the graph, and we, we did it three days or so ago, since 1992, since 1992, we've never run mm. a balanced budget. Mm. Not even to say that a balance with a surplus. Well, Dr. Janssen also blames the World Bank and the IMF for Ghana's current economic situation. According to him, the Bretton Woods institution washed on as the government went on boring spree without reprimanding the state. He said their annual reports warning of a debt distress was not enough. They should have rather threatened to impose sanctions if their warnings were not heeded. I have always said that sometimes um, the fund and the bank have to share in the blame. Why? Because they, are, they, they themselves don't say it as it should be said. They were aware a long time that the government was doing things that would, 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 would push this country mm -hmm. into a crisis. Mm -hmm. And I can tell that the crisis that we have today, I've been seeing it all my life in this country. Interesting, Doc. Never. I mean, through the structural adjustment, nothing the step like one, step two, and, and all the rest, doing the 80s. There's nothing like this before. Mm. Yet, every, every year, they issue their report, and they say to government, but they are not firm enough to say, look, we can see this, the trend taking you, you know, this way. Meanwhile, Fitch Solutions believes that Ghana will reach a debt deal with its external creditors in the second half of 2024. According to the UK-based firm, this should provide tailwinds to the exchange rates and further limit imported price pressures. We can go to Parliament now again, where the Finance Minister is meeting MPs on the Monday media budget presentation. Kwekwa Sante is still with us. It's interesting the Finance Minister is holding this meeting with the presentation. Why? Well, our understanding is that the leadership wants to get the MPs and the minister on the same page before he comes on Monday, so that by Monday, before the official presentation is made, MPs would have a fair idea as to what exactly is in the, in the media budget review. The minister has not arrived in parliament yet, but sitting has started. They are correcting votes and proceedings. They're going to do a lot of questions. 
and we do not know if this meeting will be closed sitting or it will be open sitting. Our sources tell us that because of the nature of the issues that may be discussed, this may be a closed setting, as in the media will not be allowed in, but definitely will pick some understanding of what exactly they are supposed to discuss. But one of the sticking points is whether or not government will ask for more money, whether they will ask for further estimate. There's been no confirmation on that yet, because Parliament will have four days next week to deal with all of that before they go on break. But we expect the minister to arrive any moment from now and discuss the intricate details with MPs. Thank you very much, Kwekwasanti, our parliamentary correspondent. Now to the courts. Trade Minister Katie Hammond risks prison term as he has been handed up until August 31 to justify comments he made regarding the outcome of the James Judge Equation trial. Lawyers for Mr. Equation also have the same period to put across their case against the minister. They are asking the High Court to punish Mr. Hammond for saying James Equation may as well leave Parliament since he would end up in jail. The court presided over by Justice Mary Yanzu has opted not to hear oral arguments but wants the lawyers to address her through arguments after which she will deliver her ruling. Legal Affairs correspondent Joseph Akable joins us with more. Joseph, tell us about the case against the minister. And so it has to do with an interview that he granted a TV station in which he had drawn parallels uh, between former legislator Adamu Sakande uh, who was jailed for the offence of a forgery and perjury. You recall his issue had to do with the fact that he had failed uh, to renounce his allegiance to a country other than Ghana and ended up being a member of parliament. And so Mr. Hamward in that interview had pointed out that the way James Jatikwes is going about his activities, he would end up like uh, that particular individual. And so his advice, he said he had offered the advice to the NDC side that they should ask him to simply leave parliament to put an end to this particular matter once and for all. First, the lawyers for Mr. Kwesin are concerned. This amounts to contempt because it forces the courts to arrive at that particular conclusion and enables, it makes it difficult for the courts to do an independent work. And Abraham Maliba addressed us on this particular issue after court proceedings. Where that uh, there has uh, been a contempt application filed against Katie Amon. And so today was the day stated for the matter to be heard. And so when we came to court, don't forget that we had already come to court on this matter. And the court ordered that if we have to file any process, we need to do that before 25th of July. And so we file our supplementary affidavit on the 25th of July. Today we are back in court and the court has stated that we should file written addresses. He doesn't want oral submissions. On the 19th of 31st of August, by return to court on the 19th of October for the ruling. Well, Joseph, any reaction for Mr. Hammond? I caught up with Mr. Hammond. He was not present during the proceedings. Uh, he explains that he had a different understanding of the time, but briefly after proceedings, he uh, he showed up here in the court and he I engaged him on what he makes of the case against him. He says it's up to the court to decide. Well, that's, what it, that's what I think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what do you make of that? But ultimately, it's not for them to decide. The arbiter of these matters is the presiding judge. So, uh, no, but I was misinformed. I was told that the hearing was at uh, 
Katie Hammond there speaking to legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akable. Now, the electricity company of Ghana has disconnected power to hundreds of homes in the Volta region after an exercise with national security that uncovered fake meters in the system consuming free electricity. The culprits have been charged with the offense of theft. Volta Regional Public Relations Officer with the ECG Benjamin on being entry tells my colleague Aisha Ibrahim they are on the hunt for persons behind the sale of such meters. Over 200 of such customers have been identified and as we've been disconnected and we've given them 48 hours to report to our district office in Dinu for their supply to be regularized as well. So any idea of how long they have been using these meters and, and how they came by those meters? When we identified these meters, we engaged uh, these customers and most of them, what we were saying, where they obtained the meters from our neighbors, Togo. You know, these communities are border towns, and moving in and out of Togo has become quite simple for them. So they said they obtained these meters from Togo. And then when we asked them, some of them, six months, others, one year. But somewhere uh, last three years, we started an operation within the same enclave around Aflau, Bitnai, Viapetoko, where these meters were rampant over there, together with the national security, the military, and then the police. We're able to retrieve about thousands of such meters. Benjamin Obain, the PRO of the ECG in the Volta region. You're still listening to the Midday News on Jaw 99.7, brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank, where Duraplus goes, water flows gone by. This afternoon, you could spend five years in jail should you accuse someone of witchcraft. And still to come, um, if you are doing um, husband duties in your boyfriend's house, are you shooting yourself in the foot? You are there busy cooking. Are you okay? Unless cooking won't come at all. Cooking okay. will come when we are married. I said don't even go, but if you have to go for any reason, come back. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. You know both. You know chop. When it vanish for your area for two weeks, uh-huh. you not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank? Yes, water tank. Mama mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Kumasi Selenium. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water, pe, pe, pe. so say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gutor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank. By Duraplast. Duraplast. 
Welcome back. We have sports. Hi, Mami Yesi. In 22 days, the world's best track and field athletes will converge in Budapest for the World Championships. Tentatively, five of those athletes will be representing Ghana. World Athletics in three days will confirm their participation. Those who make the cuts alongside the men's 400-meter relay team will be sponsored by the French Embassy for a training camp in France. So what's Ghana doing? Minister for Sports, Mustafa Yusuf, says they are already playing their parts. As a country, we are giving them all the necessary support uh, to ensure that their, their participation becomes very successful. The resources and the logistics that are needed for the national team, the government is committed in making sure that we give them the necessary support so that when they get to Budapest, they will lift the flag of our country high. The build-up to Budapest is already on, on the Joy Sports tagline of Gold Chase. More later, but from 1.15pm, game plan will be on this dial. Thank you, Michelle. And let's do some politics now. On August 26, a crucial superdelegates congress of the NPP will witness 961 delegates determining the fate of 10 aspirants aiming to reduce the flag bearership contestants to five for the main congress in November. Samuel Imbura of our political desk joins us with a breakdown of the list. Imbura, the NPP constitution is clear on those who are eligible to participate in this election. Give us a breakdown of the list. Mami, see, the register has a total of 961 delegates and the elections will be conducted in all 16 regions and the party's headquarters. 204 are expected to vote at the national headquarters comprising ministers, national executives, national council committee chair, special organs, external branches, national council of elders, past officer, officers and directors of the party. The delegates at the regional level will also include regional representatives of national council, founding members, regional executives, constituency chairmen, MPs and regional ministers. To the breakdown of the figures per region, Ashanti region mm. leads with 119, followed by the Greater Accra region with 72, Eastern 81, Central 55, Northern region 51, Western 46, Volta region 41, Bono 38, Upper East 36, Western North 33, Bono East 33, Upper West 32, OT region 30, Savannah 30, Northeast 30, and Ahafo 30. Thank you very much, Imbora. Now, there's a call for action against all forms of cancers as fresh data from the Ghana Medical Association reveals that close to 40,000 new cancer cases are recorded in Ghana each year. Breast cancer has become the leading cancer across the country. There was revealed, or this was revealed at the 27th GMA Annual Public Lecture, currently underway at Mervyn Peak Ambassador Hotel, to engage stakeholders on a way out of the menace. Professor Benedict Calistego is Associate Professor of Epidemiology and Public Health at the University of Ghana Medical School. For every 100,000 Ghanaians, we have about 109 of them suffering from one cancer or the other. Fast forward to 2020, same local estimates. Now that figure is about 125 for every 100,000 Ghanaians. So if we work with a population of 31 million, then we are looking at 38,750 new cases. These are estimates for new cases, not the total burden. So what it means is that every year we are having close to 40,000 new cancer cases, as opposed to 27,000 10 years ago. Do we have an epidemic or not?
Now let's head to the venue where James Avergi is there for us covering the event. James, what is causing the surge in these cases? Okay, Mamiese, so the experts say that the uh, use of tobacco and tobacco-related items are the major causes of these forms of cancers in people. For instance, the revelation is that those engaging in shisha smoking, uh, a session of shisha can be uh, equated to about 11, uh, sorry, 100 pieces of cigarettes. And so the advice is that we stay away from these tobacco-related uh, uh, items and also keep ourselves uh, healthy. Right. Thank you very much, James Avergi. Well, the Food and Drugs Authority has launched a campaign against tobacco and the smoking of cigarettes, especially the uses of electron, electronic cigarettes, seizure, and other vaporizers to stop the growing trend among the youth and also to catch the, the, the increasing rate of cancers in the country. The Food and Drugs Department's authority, Olivia Ajikuma Boating, has been speaking to join News decided that we wanted to do more work in the community to do a lot of advocacy and sensitization on the health effects of tobacco products especially the newer trends shisha electronic nicotine delivery systems or the vaporizers or the e-cigarettes more so when the e 6 in our law are not meant for recreational we've started a lot of advocacy on that one as well e 6 in our law are for cessation therapy we'll give you e sig with um, under supervision, a doctor actually should give it to you and, and monitor you on how well you are doing. Head of Tobacco and Substances of Abuse Department at the Food and Drugs Authority, Olivia Ejekumwa Boating there. Now, Ghanaian actress Kafui Danko has stirred a public conversation with her comments that women should not do house chores of men they are dating. According to her, it is a natural calling to protect and support women at all costs, but not subject them to stress in a relationship. The actress who was speaking on the Super Morning Show therefore advised women to desist from such activities. We are there busy cooking. Are you okay? Because I want him to just realize that we have this natural calling to attend to women to support them and protect them at all costs. Unless cooking won't come at all. Cooking will come when we are married. I said, don't even go. But if you have to go for any reason, come back, leave home. I was even telling Amor this morning that usually when I even go, not that I've not done it before, I'll go. And when I wake up early in the morning, I'm even leaving before six because I'm trying to control that. First of all, I'm not supposed to even sleep there anyway. I have a home. Before mm. we met, I have somewhere. So maybe I come and we get together, whatever, whatever. And I go, I did that in my video so many months ago. Don't even sleep there. I don't do it. But what does the public think about her opinion? At least for your own good, just do just this little, little things for him. It comes natural, especially when you are a very neat person or when you believe that certain things are not good for you. It really comes naturally. Mm. You just do it without knowing that you are even doing